welcome to the first episode of the Bad Guys Hike podcast. Yeah, that's what I called it too. Yeah, this is uh, uh, this is Richard and Mike. We're a couple of dudes from Kansas or Missouri or California, whatever you want to call or it. Or Mississippi, throw it in there too. Or Mississippi. Um, well, you know, whatever. But right now we're in Kansas and um, we decided to do a podcast to talk about local trails and trails far away. And all things outdoors. All trails, really. And, you know, just just the bullshit, mostly. That's what we decided. Mostly. Um, we just decided to have a little fun and go from there. Uh, Mike, why are you doing this, man? Uh, it, it's good exercise. It's good exercise. Gets me outside. Right. I mean, we're calling it Fat Guys Hike. <laughs> so, like, if we don't get fat anymore, do we quit? I no. Mean, if we get skinny, just... are we just like... Once we get skinny, we can change the name to Skinny Guys Hike, and, you know, once we get really skinny, and, but, you or, know, you know, we could take on weightlifting and call it, like, Buff Guys Hike know, once I we get... I was just kind of thinking, this would be a great excuse to eat as much as I want, all the yeah. time. Or, eventually, you know, we may just keep the name Fat Guys Hike, and uh, whenever we appear on camera, we'll just have to appear with pillows stuffed on our shirts, you never know. We could. We could. That's one route. We we'll have like... to... Perma Santa Claus. We'll have to keep the image. It's like of fat guys. Hiking. It's like kiss, except instead of face paint, we're stuffing pillows on the shirt. We can't be seen in public, <laughs> not with a fat suit on. <laughs> that would be perfect. I mean, oh, well. that'd be great though, you know, because obviously we're going to turn into massive celebrities, and right. no one would recognize us without our fat suits. Nope, we just walk around in public uh, under just. You know, normally like, no one. To be like, hey, is that the stupid guy from that dumb podcast that I kind of listen to sometimes? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, no, no, he's too skinny. Can't be him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could like put on wigs. That was that was. I, don't, I mean, I really don't need to because I really don't have a lot of hair. But no, you're coming you, up fast. You need wigs. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah. What we're going to do here is we're going to review a couple trails every week, uh, try and highlight some lesser-known trails. You know, I feel like that's what's needed. What frustrated me, what kind of gave me this idea, was I was looking for cool trails to go hiking on that I hadn't been on before. I didn't want to travel, you know, clear across the country to do it. Even though we did. And we did, um, but, but before <laughs> then, I was looking for places. I'm like, there's no good way to find them. I yeah, mean, there's there's yeah, all trails. There's, yeah, there's all trails, but even on all trails, it's only going to tell you, at least from what I've used it. And I mean, I'm I'm a pro member for them, and so you get all their benefits. But even with that, and being a pro member, it's supposed to tell you about all the hidden trails and stuff like that. But even even all the hidden trails it tells you about are trafficked very, very well often. The thing with the all trails is you're pretty much just relying on strangers to <laughs> tell you what's up. Stranger danger. Yeah, like I mean, it's it's a good it's a good service. You know, I, I'm not dissing it. I think it's very helpful. It is, um, and you know, it's it it's cheap and it works. But the, the GPS only, is nice. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it has a lot of great features, no doubt. Um, but the only trails it's like reliable on are the trails that everybody uses that has a ton of reviews. And I'm talking about the trails that maybe have like 
five reviews on all trails. Or none. Or none. We could just do our own. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be some really good trail out there that not like basically no one knows about. Or, you know, river trip or whatever. Oh, there is, definitely. And, we uh, should do that sometime. We should, like, go and just make our own trail. Uh, well, I mean... We just have to find out how. There's, like, legal problems and stuff. Uh, um, I mean, we could make our own trail. We just got to find somebody who would let us do it on their property. You know, and that's not very... Not a lot of people are cool with that. Just but, sneak by. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, what do you think, Mike? Should we jump straight into our trails that we we have been on recently or probably the first one we did was um uh now i forgot the name of it the sipsy loop no that wasn't the first one the first one well i, I think I first one we did halfway was actually we did 30 percent of the way one that did five miles there and five miles back because uh it was a really long one it was uh the one in lake elk lake elk, elk creek yeah. yeah, Elk Creek. Yeah. It's a 16-mile out and back. Yeah, and we're definitely going to have to return to that one. Oh, yeah. That's, that's definitely like a three-dayer. But, uh, a minimum two-dayer. Minimum. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Because, I mean, we went 10 miles in one day, and we had to start at 7 in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. So, we'll, we'll come back to that one. That one is in Independence, Kansas. Kansas. Yeah, right off 400. Yeah, and it's like a 15 mile um, out and back, or point to point, whatever you freaking call it. They call them out to back because you yeah. go out and then you come back. Yeah, but then it's like 30 miles. Exactly. So it's like a 30 mile, yeah. Essentially, yeah, 32. What do you want to call it? But um, but a few weeks ago we went to the Sipsy Big Loop. Yeah, we drove down to Arkansas. That's it. Not Arkansas, Alabama. Alabama, sorry. Yeah. Alabama. Yep. As a Bankhead National Forest, um, it was cool. the plan was was to do the 29 mile loop in about four days. Yeah, and, plan was uh, severely cut short. Yeah, so on, on the second day, we ended up one of us, Mike, uh, <laughs> sustaining an injury, and uh, it wasn't super serious, but you know, it, it would have made the remaining 20 miles not fun. So, oh. a- a- absolutely. <laughs> Let me rephrase. Absolute hell. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we decided to turn it around and uh, call it, but you know, after one night. But I mean, it was still a good trip. It was a poor. It was a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so, anyways. <laughs> uh, so that trail was. Also, we forgot all our food. I forgot all our food. <laughs> wow. I wasn't gonna bring any food. I was like, "Is this four days?" Four days. You know, I blowing ten thousand calories a day. You're gonna need food. It's fine. Uh, so, unless you, uh, no way of doing ten thousand calories a day, man. Oh, easy. There's no way. Easy. There's no way. If you just burned four thousand calories yesterday fairly easily without even going to the gym. I went to the gym yesterday. I was at the gym for two hours yesterday, and I burned four thousand calories. Okay. Well. And I worked out freaking hard too. Oh, wow. I, I I was going to send you a screenshot, but I forgot, dude. I burned a thousand calories. I'm staying at about three. You know that that's that's that can't be right because I'm staying at about twenty eight hundred. Dude, dude, I was we. I have my watch. I, I know have that. The recorded data. We we but burned like, about, we burned about five thousand calories. I did. I burned about five thousand calories 
on both of those days that we were out there. Yeah. So there's no way we're bringing ten thousand. If that we would be went, double of what we did. I mean, we probably would burn a little bit. If more. we went for a full day, because you gotta remember, Elk River was a full day, but we had it wasn't near. We didn't have near as much weight on our backs. Yeah. I don't know. And we weren't crossing rivers yeah, you and know. running through muddy banks and up steep hills that have a 90 degree grade on them and yeah. all the other stupid well, stuff. It's definitely good exercise. Definitely. If you want to have a heart attack, yeah. The hill part, anyway. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, so what did you think of that trail? I liked it. I, I liked all the sand. I liked all the waterfalls. Um... Especially, really like the cave. Yeah, yeah. There was... I feel like there there were gonna be more caves on it too, than just the one. Probably. I mean, it seemed like every like what like two hundred meters. Oh yeah, yeah. There was at least one waterfall. Yeah, I mean, of if, some size. If you like like little waterfalls and like little caves, and you don't, this is like this is like your thing, man. There's like waterfalls throughout the whole thing. Yep, there's waterfalls, there's river crossings. It's not very high on incline. Uh, it's really easy on your feet because I know when when we were in Elk River down Independence, it was just killing our feet just because it was just rocky and the roots on the ground were. It was just, yeah, pick right shoes, people. Yeah, <laughs> good shoes. So yeah, uh, I mean you're gonna get wet. You're gonna cross the river. A couple I times. didn't. Well, I mean, yeah. That was a poor shoe choice on I mean, your we, part. We <laughs> Uh, Maybe. Yeah, I mean, this was my biggest. There really wasn't any great views. No, there's a lot of trees. And you're like down in the valley. And you're down in a valley. All you really have are sounds, really. Not a lot of good views unless you climb up to the top. Yeah, and I, as far as I could tell, the trail would have never taken us up to the top. We would have just been like right there next to the river. Yep. Basically the whole time, which, you know, is fine. Um, you don't have hills that way, really. You know, maybe some little inclines, but nothing yeah. to worry about. Um, Something like that. Um, and it was well-maintained for the most part. I don't know. The trail marking on it was absolutely terrible. In, we got lost, like, three part. times in the so, miles that we did. Yeah, that's true. I think we did, what, five miles? Um, or was it three? We did like five or six miles the first day and about the same on the way back. Yeah. So within the first six miles of the trail, we got lost, I think, twice. One of them we got lost by like a mile and a half. And we had to backtrack. Yeah. And then make a left at that fork in the river and cross the river. Yeah. There, there's surprisingly, there's a lot of log crossings, though, it, if you're brave enough. There's a lot of enough. log crossings. Mike wasn't ever brave enough. He's like, I'm like, dude, come on. No, nope. I have way too poor. I, with a turtle shell on my back, no. Yeah. No, I'm like, no, I'll carry, I'll carry all your stuff. I wonder. I, I mean, told you to watch out for that log. I'm sure somebody's <laughs> tried it. It's probably not a good idea. But you can always just like put the hammock above the fire and just cook yourself. Yeah, build a bed. Yeah. Breakfast in the morning. Could you imagine if that caught on fire while you're like? <laughs> You would know it. Oh, yeah, but think about it, man. 
the fire obviously has gotten larger since you got on. <laughs> and, and you're trying to like get out of the hammock that's on fire above a fire. Yeah, it burns through. You fall on the fire. Probably not a great experience. I'm just saying. You know what? That's why there was a river by us. Go hop in that. That's true, but I don't have a hammock. It's on fire. And then you're freezing with hypothermia because it was like 38 degree or 35 degrees that morning. Yeah. It's probably not the best idea, you know? But we tried to get one last one in before, you know, winter set in. What if you got like... What if you got like one of those like thermal... Like fireproof blankets, and you put. You would just cook. You would be in tinfoil. You would just cook. You would literally be cooked alive, dude. I would have took that. I've been like, you know, I was gonna die. No, no, that is not the way to go. Being cooked alive inside of a tinfoil sleeping bag. Well, I I wouldn't. All right, that basically turns you into a microwave burrito. I obviously wouldn't be cooked alive. Because so what's going to kill you? I would be like, I'd be like, holy shit, this is hot. I can get out. That's what would happen. I would, it wouldn't just be like instantly. Man, when you cook a burrito, it doesn't just happen like that. Yeah, it happens in 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it could. Anyways, so. Yeah, anyway, um, the Sipsy Wilderness Trail was, I liked it. There's a lot of sandstone, which I like because you don't slip a lot on sandstone. Um, there's a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of hazards, um, unless you don't like water. Yeah, yeah. Um, there really wasn't As far any, as we saw. There really wasn't any place where we had to, like, literally climb to get anywhere. Uh, yeah. The cave is a pretty tight fit, though, if you're anybody over 180 pounds. Just saying. Yeah, so we had a hell of a time. I'm definitely over 180 pounds, <laughs> so... No, I mean, I think it, it was, I don't think it's way, I think it's height. I think if you're like 6'5", you're going to hate the cave. Yeah, that's true. Have to crawl. I mean, I'm, I'm only 5'5", five five, so it was easy. Yeah, I'm about like 5'11", so. Slightly harder. Yeah, yeah. Main thing is you have to drag your packs across the ground, and they get all muddy, and they get wet, and there's really no way to avoid that. Yeah, unless you have somebody climb up and like throw them over. And most case, your pack's going to be too heavy to throw over. Yeah. I, and even if you do, it's just going to explode upon hitting the rock. <laughs> yeah, you just want to catch it, man. Just like, huh. All right, let me go on top, you know, 30, 40 feet in the air and throw a 60-pound pack at you, watch you catch it, and watch what happens. I can do it. No doubt. Do it. All right, we'll do that sometime. No doubt. I'll fill it with rocks. <laughs> yeah. 60 pounds of rocks. <laughs> Or or would you prefer cotton balls? Sixty pounds of. It's not going to matter. Sixty pounds is sixty pounds. I, would, I prefer cotton balls <laughs> because I feel like even though it's sixty pounds, I would love to watch you try and fit sixty pounds of cotton balls in your rack. I bet I could. Like, <laughs> I bet you know what? That's a challenge I will take. Let's do it. Let's buy sixty, 60 pounds, pounds of cotton, of cotton balls. balls. Let's God. do it. Yes. I don't know. If Just, and, and then let's just douse them in Vaseline and light them on fire. Oh, dude. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, that'll keep us warm. Yeah, for about 30 seconds. Like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> 30 30 seconds. Seconds. 60 pounds of cotton balls. Oh, God. What a you know how many Walmarts we would have to go? That's basically a pallet of cotton balls. It's basically that's 60 pounds. 
I mean, come on. A whole pallet of cotton balls? Yeah, a whole pallet. You think it's more? No, I think it's not that much. A pallet of cotton balls? Come on, man. Think about how much cotton balls weigh. They don't weigh anything. Well, I mean... How would you figure 60... With all the packaging and stuff on it? I'm not, I'm not talking about packaging. I'm telling take take the packaging off. I'm trying to... We're not shoving the packaging in the backpack. Holding, I'm trying to envision me holding a box of cotton balls because... That's nothing. Yeah. But take the box better. off and the plastic and just hold the cotton balls. That's true. That's true. I don't know. It'd be a great experiment. We should try it. Maybe we should. It's an expensive experiment. <laughs> yeah. I think we can probably, do it. Probably would be. I don't know. We'd probably bulk order some. Might not be too bad. For a hundred bucks? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Made out of real real cotton people. Um, we just go to those cotton fields in Missouri and Arkansas and just like nab just some. Pick them. Yeah, yeah, just go pick cotton. 60 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you that those cotton rolls we saw. That's what we need to do. We just need to buy one of those giant bales of cotton. That's got to be way more than 60 pounds. Yeah, it's got to be like two or 300. Yeah, Easy. it's all pressed together in there. It's Easy. I wonder how 600 much maybe even. I wonder how much it does weigh, though. Like, could you just roll one of those around if you really wanted to? I mean, you can't hay bale. Huh? Like, yeah, a hay bale, yeah. No. Around. One person can't roll around a hay bale. Those things oh. weigh like 2,000 pounds. Oh, yeah, you can. Really? If it's like new and hasn't like started to fall apart and sink into the ground, you can definitely roll around. You just gotta like start rocking it, you know? Like you push a car. Basically, like pushing a car. Yeah. And, but you gotta be careful it doesn't like roll the wrong direction and kill you. But. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, roll across your ankle. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about some of the stuff that we. Or no, how, uh, we've talked about the Sipsy Wilderness. We've talked about Elk River. Let's talk about Hillsdale. Hillsdale, which is the only one to date that we've managed to finish. Yeah, we did. We did like 90% of it. So, that was cool. Um, I liked it. Uh, on the first side of the dam that we went on, that was nice. I, like I said before, on the trail, I wasn't a big fan of all the 2 by or the railroad ties around. Uh, the dam walk was nice. The rocks were annoying. Um, and the other side of it was disappointing, I think. Because yeah, there wasn't a lot of trail. There really wasn't anything. Literally, so, it just goes to the left and then to the right and then to the left and then you're at some kind of campground. Right. Well, yeah. So what we're talking about is Hillsdale State Park. Um, it's on Hillsdale Lake near Hillsdale, Kansas. Yeah. It, it's super easy to find. Just Hopefully, I hope it's on Hillsdale Drive. <laughs> you just you just look for Hillsdale, Kansas, and then you look for the big V-shaped blue thing. That's a lake. Yep. And then you zoom in there. And then you're and basically then, looking at it. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I, I'm great at giving directions. Yeah. It's about, I don't know, 10 miles north of Paola. I think uh, was one way to look at it. Um, it's right by a gun store, so. Yeah, there's like this weird... Any redneck should be able to find it yeah, if you say those words. <laughs> weird little redneck town there, you know, which is awesome. I've actually never been to Hillsdale except for that. That, um, that, that was my first time going through town. Yeah, I've drove through it a few times. I've never stopped. I went to Hillsdale Lake once before, but I came from the back way. Mm. Well. But it was nice. Um, it's a good day hike. It's like, a good day. Like, you know, if you're looking at we 
We did five miles, um, but if you're looking for ten, you could probably easily get that out of it if you walked them all. Right, yeah. So the first part of the trail, there's like... Took us four hours. There's like three or four different trails that all connect with each other. Um, If you look at all trails, it'll say there's like three trails that are a mile and a half. But you just walk them all together. Or, and and you can also just take the beach and just walk that all the way down the lake as far as you want, pretty much. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's not an actual trail on, like, any trail. Like, that would be a trail that you would just, you know, go and walk on. So. Yeah, I think you'd be fine. But I think it'd be cool. There's not a ton of docks or anything. I mean, it's it's a typical Kansas lake, you know. It's man-made. Yeah. It's, uh. So, it was nice. Um, Out of a 10 rating, I'd probably give it a six and a half. Yeah, I mean, if I lived within thirty miles, yeah, I would. If I would you did it every day, you you'd get really bored with it. Yes, because because yeah. there's not a lot there. There's, yeah, I mean, it's just but, it's some nice trails. Yeah, by a lake. You know, it it's nice. Um, Sipsy Wilderness. There's not a lot to look at, but it's really neat. Um, if I lived within two hours. Of the Sipsy Wilderness, I would go back. Yeah. I would say that. If Instead would, of 10 hours. Yeah. Probably not going to go back, if I'm being honest. Well, we can't say that. We gotta I go. mean, maybe we're just like driving through. We're like yellow. But I don't want to make another trip out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, if to I, finish the 28-mile loop? Yeah. No. It wasn't. Maybe. Maybe someday. Not. Someday, not in wintertime. Yeah. Yeah, admit that morning was brutal. Maybe, yeah. That morning sucked. No fire, because everything was too wet. Yeah, you know. Just cold, pack up, and go. You're doing a good cold. Um, Definitely could have been a little bit more prepared. That's all right. Yeah, we, I mean, we we tried to be prepared. That's probably why we had too much stuff on us. We're just prepared in all the wrong ways, so. Not really. We prepared in ways to make fire. Yeah, (laughs) which was good. (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah and then the elk the elk river trail i think is probably the best one that we've been on of the th- of the three we've been on um the views are really cool you you go up mm-hmm. in elevation quite a bit to like four thousand feet above sea level you start at two thousand um so within five miles we rose constantly up and down to the highest point of 4,000 and you're constantly overlooking Elk Lake which is this huge lake and the wind really wind really gets whipping up there it is definitely you know it's probably as far as trails goes uh like we were looking at an article earlier saying that that trail is the best trail in Kansas and yeah probably is like I, like uh, I haven't been on all the trails in Kansas but that, that's a pretty good one you definitely have heights. And There's a lot of cool caves and rock formations. Yeah. And stuff. It's really neat. It's challenging, but not like stupid challenging, you know. There's Wear a, good shoes. The ground is really rough. So like yeah. your ankles, <laughs> your ankles by the end of the day, you'd be like, oh. Are screaming at you. No. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's not like you're not like climbing huge inclines for like a mile or anything. No. No. It's just kind of ups and downs and. Pretty chill. Like, I, I like it. We're definitely going to have to go back to that one. Um, yeah, so some trails that we have in the future that we're planning on going on, or not planning, we, we just discussed about going on them. Um, 
I saw one over in Perry that my dad told me about. Uh, it's by Perry Lake, but I think it's like... Just north of Topeka? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I told you about. It's like a 30 miles loop. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to do that one. Over um, at Perry Lake. Um, I think that one would be interesting because I've, I've been to Perry Lake. I like Perry Lake. Um, yeah, I've been there a bunch because really? my, my dad lives in Perry, so... I've never been there, so... Uh, there's a lot of trees, obviously. This is Kansas. Um, yeah. One place I don't think overnight camping would be fun is in the plains. Well. Is if we take any plains hiking trips? There was one trail I was looking at. I can't remember where it was. I think it was out by Emporia. It was like the Flint Hills, no trees type of thing. And uh, there was like buffalo along it, you know, so that would be kind of cool to see some buffalo, I guess. We'll get trampled by them. It's like mean-looking cows. <laughs> yeah. So. Oversized cows. Yeah. Like, multiply a cow by four, it's like, put horns on his head. It's like a tall cow that's not as fat. And... I think everyone knows what a buffalo is. Yeah. Yeah, everyone knows what a buffalo is. All right. They were almost extinct at one point. There were, there were less than 20 of them at one point. Yeah, and now people raise them, basically. And they, they eat them, too. It's yeah, actually a very yeah. sought-after steak, yeah. which is kind of sad, but still. Yeah. I digress. Why is it sad? It's a buffalo. They're captive now. We can breed as many of them as we want. Yeah, well, maybe we shouldn't. Why not? Anyway, this is not a podcast about ethics. I'm all about ethics. <laughs> you know, I'm all about eating animals. Well, yeah, so thing. am I, but still, I'm not just going to eat a buffalo. Why? I'd eat a buffalo. I mean, hell, I felt guilty I... about buying a forty-five seventy. Why? Because that was the cartridge responsible for nearly making them go extinct. No, that cartridge had nothing to do with it. Yes, it did. It's the freaking guy out there pulling the trigger. Yes, it's but... nothing to do with the cartridge. It was the only cartridge at the time that could kill him. So? The only one that could take down a buffalo was yeah. that. Was yeah. could, could kill it, was the that. Indians freaking were wiping them out, too. No, they weren't. Yes, they were. They would kill one and use literally no, everything on the carcass. That's not true. The The reason the buffalo herds were, like, so big whenever, like, the white settlers came yeah, was because all the Indians were killed off by the plague. And so the buffalo were like, hey, there's no one killing us. So they, their, pop- <laughs> their population exploded <laughs> right when the white people and were like, holy crap. We need to get this under and control. Bang, bang, like, bang. Meat for days. <laughs> but, uh, Hell, they would kill buffalo for sport. And leave everything there. Not use anything. Anyway, but yeah. Um, Perry Lake is one that we were planning on going on. Um, this one that Richard's talking about that I haven't heard of yet. In the Flint Hills. That might be cool. Um, we are also talking about, because I have a kayak and Richard needs to get a kayak. This is my goal. I'm going to kayak the entire length of oh, the Missouri, Missouri River. Yes. From Montana all the way down to wherever it ends. Well, St. Louis. We could just do Kansas City since we're... Yeah, we're Kansas City because we live in Kansas. It's closer. And plus once, you know, I feel like once you get past Kansas City, then it's just... How many miles is that? A lot. All right. All right. I, I think it's definitely okay, doable. I think it's definitely doable. How long is the Missouri River? The length of the Missouri River is 2,341 miles. Ah, that's it. Just 2,341 miles. No, subtract 300. I read an article about a guy that did do the whole length from Montana to St. Louis. Yeah? And uh, it took him like three weeks. That's 1,800 miles. Yeah, but he said, like, it's all downstream, too. 
And he said like he didn't even paddle most days. So we just paddled. We have to take three <laughs> weeks worth of food with us. Yeah. We would each need to get new kayaks. We wouldn't need a ton of food. It's just three weeks. Yeah, but look you at know, his. You would need supplies. Ways to start fire, tent, you know, medical supplies in case you get injured. Some form of protection because you're going through through. Uh, bear country and cougar country. And grizzly country. Yeah. Montana. Grizzly yeah. bears, they attack humans. Yeah, not that many there. Doesn't matter. I don't want to get eaten by a grizzly bear. I mean... Plus, it might be a good food source. You know, if you got eaten by a grizzly bear... <laughs> it would suck. It'd make a great podcast. I'm just saying. Man, you ever seen the movie... Um, what's that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio? The Revenant? Yeah, I was looking at that. I thought about talking about that today, but... Uh, you know how I Funny how it came up. Uh, you know how I sent you that video about like the real story on that, like, yeah. the guy's actual life. Well, I I did some more research on that. It turns out like that's probably not even true. A lot of it. Why? Like, there's a lot of like conflicting sources. Like about like about his life. Um, like they basically know he was born in Pennsylvania, and he was a pirate for a little bit, and he was attacked by a bear. That's basically all they know. <laughs> <laughs> and he lived. <laughs> yeah, he lived. Yeah, um, but yeah, but still pretty cool. He's a pretty pretty badass dude. Um, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. So when we were hiking in Hillsdale, you kind of just brought something up, and I kind of gave you a little crap about it. But I want I want you to elaborate. I want you I want to know the full story. Um. Tell me about your skydiving experience. I mean, uh, if I'm gonna be honest, I really wasn't all that impressed. You really weren't all that impressed. Like, no. so how how did it start? Like, where'd you go? Well, I slept. It was in Missouri. Is it Missouri? Yeah, just like you. Yeah, because like I that's mean, the only lead I had. There's a lot of places in Missouri. <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember the name of the town. Because, like I said, I wasn't all that impressed with it. Um, I slept on the way up there. And I slept on the plane. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, okay. Like I said, I was bored and tired. Wait, so what was the plane like? What did the plane look like? I was just like a regular cargo plane. Only it was tiny. Like, take... I'm trying to think. It's, it's, it's the only plane like that I've seen. Take like... I don't know how to describe it. Um... Like, they were, they were it had seats. Wings. Was it, a prop? <laughs> it had wings. So it was a prop plane. It had seats in it on the sides. How many seats? Six. So, okay. Six seats. Yeah, you had, yeah. Six seats. There were some seats on the side. One seat in the middle for some reason. So, like, when you, what was going through your head? Like, you get there as you're flying up to altitude. What were you thinking about? Well, I, I I was woken up when we got there by the instructors. They're like, wake up. You need to listen to this. Like, you, you literally... <laughs> I was fell, asleep. You literally fell asleep on the plane? Yes. Why? What the hell was wrong? I don't know. I was tired. I was a college student. Come on. God. I was literally asleep on the plane, and the instructors were like, wake up. You need to listen to this. This is important. 
<laughs> the dude's name was Dave. And he's like, Mike, wake up. You need to listen to this. This is the first time that's ever happened. <laughs> I was asleep. There were, there were two other people on the plane. Uh-huh. There were three instructors there. Yeah. And they're like, wake up, listen. And I'm like, yeah. What? <laughs> my, my eyes are all glazed over and bloodshot. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> I, want this, I want this ability of yours to just sleep. Yeah, um... I can't freaking do that. But I mean, I I, I just I wasn't impressed. I I I ugh, can't talk. I know the town started with an FAT. I know that. But that <laughs> no <laughs> FAT or something similar. But anyway, do you remember like where, what part of Missouri? I know it was, was in the northeast corner. The northeast corner. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea. It's part of Missouri, I know nothing about. <laughs> I know I know that we, we drove for a good long ways and I know that it was in the northeast section okay. roughly so what Missouri. did you think because when I went this is one of the strange things what did you think about the instructors like the kind of people that are like oh, this I'm... dude reminded me of an army drill sergeant <laughs> really really was he actually mine was the other two looked chill as fuck really but the guy I got was like yelling at me and shit Probably because I was asleep on the plane. Do you think he was actual military? Like, that's where you learned how to do it? I mean, he was yelling. You could, his voice cut through, you know, the wind pretty damn good. Yeah, it's pretty good. So. It's nice to know. I don't know. I, I wouldn't go again. You wouldn't go again? It, it, it wasn't enough excitement. So, like, how did you... I, I, I know that's crazy to say, but... You're just falling. That's it. It wasn't enough excitement. So how did you jump out of the plane? Like, so you said it was like a cargo plane. Did you actually like go out the back? No. There was a door on the side. There was a door on the side? So. It was behind the wing. So did you have to like climb out on the wing? No. You didn't? The door was behind the wing. It was really weird. So you just kind of fell out. Because like, I kind of thought it was going to be like the movies where you either went out of the back Mm -hmm. or the only other planes I've seen in movies, the door was in front of the wing. So I'm like, well, I don't want to hit the wing. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? <laughs> and then I look at it and I'm like, huh. Because you have your plane. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is the audio thing. You have your wings. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to explain it to you. And the door... <laughs> God, you're a dick. <laughs> and the door and was... right gone. now he's moving his cell phone across, <laughs> the, across the table to simulate an airplane. Anyway, um... And, uh... Yeah, the door was on... Let me think here. Playing. The door was right here, behind the wing. Okay, so the door's behind the wing. Yeah. Right. On the... I guess there weren't two... There wasn't two seats in it in, for, for the flyers, mm-hmm. the pilots. There yeah. was just one, so I can't pick a side, but it was on the left side. Okay. If you're facing it. And then uh, I just kind of like let the instructor take over because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> Dude, okay... So, he wasn't that excited. I know that the guy, like, uh, when I went, uh, there was, there was, like, your main chute that the instructor pulled, and then, and, and then there was your backup. I know that he put my hand in this kind of, like, it's weird to explain, in this, like, um, he put my hand in this... I don't know what you call it, this, um, rig, sort of. Your hand in a rig? Yeah, in a rig. Uh-huh. 
and that rig was attached to the second pull cord for your backup chute. And he told me that if, uh, if anything went wrong with the first one, to pull that when he yelled pull. So, luckily I didn't have to. Honestly, I probably couldn't have if he said. Because, like I said, I mean, it's just, I was, like, really nervous and really stressed out and not impressed. <laughs> so The landing was cool, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I found. Like, once you pull that chute, you're just like, Nice. Uh, it, it was a little more violent than I expected it to be. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I was expecting kind of, kind, of, kind of like falling, 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 pull it, and then you like fly up a little bit, and then you slowly glide down. Uh-huh. Was that not your experience, or what'd you do? Well, my stomach felt like it was in my mouth. <laughs> oh, so, really? Excuse. Yeah. Huh. Uh, kind of like when you're fall, falling on a roller coaster. Yeah. Only... You know, do roller multiply that by like ten. Do roller coasters bother you at all? They don't. I, I love roller coasters, but man, they just they just turn my insides inside really? out. Dude, I don't throw up on them by any means, but God, that the sensation of the instructor pulling that chute was. Uh, let's just say the effect you get on a roller coaster when it goes almost inverted, but yeah. multiply it by like ten. Really. Huh. I hated it. I didn't have That's, that experience at all. I hated it. Really? But maybe, were you super nervous? Because, like, I was nervous. I, I was, like, sweating and, oh, like, yeah, shaking dude. like dude. this. I was shaking like this. Like, like, your story sounds so much less crazy. <laughs> well, it's, it's weird because I wasn't really impressed with it. Really? I wasn't excited to go. That makes sense. So, were they, like... The only reason I went was because you told me about it. Yeah, so... Was this place like professional? I don't, I don't know because part of me says that the drill instructor part uh-huh. was professional about it. Everything else, like the plane, kind of seemed like it was up that alley. You know, there wasn't holes in it or anything. Mm-hmm. It wasn't yeah. rickety. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> so when I went, dude, I freaking we just uh, it was just a little tiny tiny airfield. It was it was just a field. And like down in like south southern Missouri, um, and uh, we show up and there's just like this little tiny hangar, and then outside the hangar, as we pull up, we're like, is, is this even the place? Like, we're yeah. like, do we have the right spot? We pull up and there's this like really old airplane that looked like it was from the seventies, really old, and it's tiny, and we're like, oh. Well, this is kind of cool. They have this old airplane out here for us to look at. Like, what was this in Vietnam or something? That's yours, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we show up. We're like, where's the airplane? And we're like, right there. That's what we're flying in. What? Dude, and all the instructors, man, they all look cracked out of their mind. <laughs> How many did you have? Well, there's three of them. Oh, really? There's three of us that are jumping. Yeah. Yeah. Well, two of the three. Oh. One of them seemed like a normal guy, like he was pretty chill, and I think he was like the boss. Yeah, two of mine were chill, and and, and the other one was like Arlie Ermy over here, just like. <laughs> the other two were like, like you know, you know the sort of dude that's like, he's really like forty, but he looks sixty, and he's got long hair and taps, and you can tell he smoked his whole life. You know that kind of guy. Yeah. That's what they look like, and they're all like whacked out of their mind. One of the guys showed up on a skateboard, <laughs> which is super impressive because 
we were in the middle of nowhere. So I'm like, where do you even come from? Like, we need to ride a skateboard 20 miles. To get, <laughs> to get, to get. <laughs> that's, that's, your instructor sounded a lot more interesting than mine. <laughs> yeah, interesting is the, the word. The one that jumped with me, he's, his name was Dave. I'm going to call him Drill Sergeant Dave. Because he was a literal incarnation of a drill sergeant from the Marines or the military. He was. My God. Yell. Every word that came out of his mouth was a yell. And he looked pissed off and angry all the time. And he wore a cowboy hat. <laughs> Hell yeah. But you felt safe in his hands, though. Uh, well, uh, I mean. This guy's got me. I mean, I was at a point in my life where I'm like, fuck it, I'm doing this. I don't care. I didn't. <laughs> I don't I, care if I die today. <laughs> I was, it was something that I just wanted to. It was something that I didn't think about doing, because I knew if I thought about it, I wouldn't do it. Oh yeah. So I just didn't think about it. Did Di- didn't think about how much it was going to cost me. Didn't think about how far it was. How much did it cost you? Three hundred and ninety-six dollars. Jesus Christ! See, I got what I paid for. I only paid like one twenty. Jesus. Really? Yeah. I got ripped off. <laughs> that was the drive there and everything too. Oh well, okay. Well, I mean, I think it was fun. Like I was so nervous, dude. So our plane was super tiny that you could only hold like four people. And to jump, you had to climb out through the door and onto the wing. Like you had to hold onto the wing and put your feet on the part where the wheels are, and you like stand there. Off the side of the plane. And I had to do that first. Like, before the instructor went, I had to climb out on there. And then the instructor climbed on behind me. Oh, God. And then we hooked up. And then we... And then I remember, dude, I stuck my first foot out under, under the wheels. And I grabbed the wing with my hand. <laughs> and I, like, couldn't move. Yeah, and no. It was like... No, I, with mine, <laughs> I hooked up to the instructor first. And then we went out the door backwards. Yeah. Well, what's great... Also, not only this is like... This isn't just my first time skydiving. This is my first time ever flying. Oh. Yeah. It wasn't my first time flying. Yeah. and I've I mean, flown in small planes. Rickety planes little and stuff. plane. It's like... Yeah, your there. plane was... You shot up some point in history, but... We've been using this thing for a crop strutting, crop dusting since 1975. This is the plane from Independence Day. Hell yeah. <laughs> this plane fought in the First World War. But, um... Yeah, so... I got out there and I couldn't move. Like, I was frozen. And then I'm like... They're like, are you gonna, like, are you gonna go? Like, <laughs> like, I finally got enough nerve. I got my other foot out. I'm you start inching out there. And then he climbs on behind me and... They're like, they're you. Like, okay, now, they're like, okay, now all you gotta do is just let go. I'm like, I'm like holding on to the plane. Your knuckles are white. Yeah. You're gripping it. I know that, I know that I was gripping the shoulder straps of the backpack parachute uh-huh. so hard that like <laughs> my hands and knuckles were just white. Yeah, yeah. Solid white. And like, I did that all the way down and like, when I, when I was on the ground, I was I was like sitting down, like slightly watching my life flash before my eyes because I was scared. Well, and like I looked at my hands, they were just white. Yeah, dude. There was no blood to them at all. Yeah, like I remember like 
I got there and I finally like let go and we're like falling and I wish I kind of wish I could do it again because I was so freaked out that I didn't really take in like oh we're freaking free falling above the clouds right now like I, I never really took that in because the whole time I'm just staring at my altometer or whatever you call it to see when to pull the cord I'm like I can't wait to pull the cord <laughs> see, like, you actually pulled the cord yeah, I actually pulled the cord. See, that's odd. My instructor did it. Oh, really? No, I actually pulled it. So That's cool. Yeah. I um, wish I could have gotten to it, but... Um, but, dude, once you pull that cord, man, for me anyway, it's like, we just, like, stopped, and it was completely quiet, and then the wind picked up and blew us way off course, and I had to walk like a mile back to the thing, so... What'd you do with your chute? Did you have to pack it up and... Yeah, we just kind of pulled it in behind us and walked with it. We landed in the middle of this cow pasture. We're really close to landing in a pond. Which I'm glad we didn't do. But um, the cows were like, what the fuck is going on? It's World War Three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was fun. Um, anyways, moving on from that. Uh, so I, I found this article and uh, from history.com. And it's... Um, Five Stunning Real-Life Survival Stories. And I'm going to kind of give you a synopsis. And you're going to tell me why you can beat all of them in a fight. Alright, on our number one list of random things today that I walk into. Alright. So the first one is uh, Aaron Aaron Ralston. Who's that? Okay, so have you seen the movie 127 Hours? No. Okay. But I know the story. Yeah, so basically he's hiking in the desert. Basically cut his arm off for nothing because five hours after he did it, he was rescued. <laughs> wow, man, you're talking shit already. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's accurate, though. Literally, after he cut his arm yeah. off with a knife and freed himself from the boulder, five, uh, yeah, but like five I, hours later he was rescued. Yeah, but he had to walk like five miles. Yeah, well... well uh, it's not like he's just... <laughs> laid there with his arm chopped off and someone found him. He I mean, yeah, that's true. I didn't know that part. But, but, uh, I mean, you're already just like talking shit like, oh, chopped his arm off? This is nothing, man. <laughs> he doesn't know pain. Man, I you don't this. know the pain I was in when I had to turn around on the tipsy big loop? You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't nearly as much as cutting your own arm, out, arm off at the elbow with a really blunt knife. God, that would have been so awful. Well, you know the knife he used to like cut his arm off was just like this one, just just a little pocket knife with two knife with with two folding knives in it. Yeah, it was a little multi tool. Yeah. Yeah, imagine cutting your freaking elbow arm off at the elbow with that. God. Just a little one inch, one half inch knife. We need to cover things to take with you while hiking too. I think that's. I wonder if he tourniqueted himself. I don't think he had anything to turn to himself with. Surely, I mean, he had like a backpack and stuff there. I think. Like, I mean, I don't see how. If you didn't tourniquet yourself, you'd probably die because you'd bleed out pretty quick. I think, <laughs> like losing your arm. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't say anything about it. Still, I mean, the dude was cool, I guess, but um, I I need to watch the movie. So why do you think you can beat him in a fight, asshole? 
because he only has one arm, obviously. <laughs> You're a freaking jerk. <laughs> God. I'm the jerk. No, but uh, for real, like, I don't know. Uh, why do I have to beat him in a fight? I don't know. I think you're so tough. I don't, though. <laughs> I'm like a big softie. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, two stray cats showed up on my porch last night, and I'm having conflicted oh, feelings. Oh, you're comparing that to losing your arm? And, like, I'm Come having I'm, I'm having conflicted feelings about letting them go on a dirt road somewhere in the middle of nowhere tomorrow morning. God, we just lost every cat lady that we could have to this podcast. <laughs> you just you're like, no, fuck you. Fuck the cats. Well, I already have three cats, and they're both female, and they want $1,500 to get them fixed, and no, nah, I'm good. You know, all cats want love. Oh, these cats do. They, like, rub up on me every morning. Yeah, you're just going to throw them on a gravel road. I can't They'll support them. They'll probably die immediately. You know what? Someone dropped them off in my town. A their brother, their, their sister and sister. If you want them, I'll take them here right now. Oh, no, I don't want them. Exactly. Yeah, I hate cats. So shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, so this one. Sir Douglas Mawson. All right, all right. This guy's old, I can tell. Cannibal or hero? Hmm. Tell me the story. Mawson was an Australian geologist an explorer who infamously explored the frozen continent with a team of fellow explorers in 1912. Um, In December of that year, Mawson and two other expedition members left the main base at Commonwealth Bay, embarking on the 300-mile exploration into the interior of the continent to gather scientific data and specimens. Tragedy followed. Alright, I'm going to summarize this a little bit. Uh, so, one of the men fell down a crevice um, along with several of their best dogs and the team's supplies. Um, for several weeks, the two others, beset by scurvy and other ills, struggled to return to camp, subsisting first on the remaining dogs, then on starvation ration. Ultimately, Xavier Mertz and Swiss Mountaineer and skiing champion died from exhaustion. Uh, Obviously, he wasn't much of a champion then, Yeah, was he? I mean, starvation, possibly toxicity from the dog's liver. Okay. Um, let's see. Mawson battled the elements for 30-some days, finally stumbling to base camp in 1913. So, at what point is your question relevant throughout this story? Cannibal or hero? Oh, shit. Okay, so. Uh, while deemed the survivor hero, he was later knighted, and uh, his face now adorns the Australian $100 bill. There what questions... honor. Yeah, uh, so uh, there are questions Aussies. about what extreme measures he may have taken to stay alive. In a 2013 biography of Mawson's of Mawson. You do whatever you have to survive. Suggest he may have purposely set his and uh, Mert's starvation rations at a level that would have hastened his companion's death. And that he boiled and ate Mertz's corpse in order to survive. Start with the gluteus maximus. Yeah, I mean, long pig. That's what it is. That's what the Indians called it. A lot of meat. And it's the player part of the body that looks least human. 
Yeah, I, I like I said. Uh, I'm gonna say he's a cannibal. I I don't think I would have much trouble eating another person. I think you would. I think I would. Have I know time. I wouldn't be able to. I would have a hard time killing another person. I don't think I could do that. But like, let's say if I was abducted by a tribe of cannibals and they're like, "Here, eat Grandpa or whatever." I don't think I would have any trouble eating. I really don't care. It's freaking meat. They're dead. No, I mean he he was definitely a cannibal. Yeah, oh, I mean, he had to survive. I don't blame him. Mm. I mean, if we got lost on the Sipsy Wilderness Trail, I wouldn't eat you. I just... I wouldn't care. I'd be dead. So? As long as I was dead first. Still wouldn't eat you. Just make sure I'm dead first. (laughs) I don't want to wake up with someone gnawing on my (laughs) leg. You, you like, wake up mid-chomp as your femur is being chewed on. Plus, that would also be stupid because it's not like we were so far out in the nowhere that you could have just walked in a direction and found a road. So, that would look kind of bad. <laughs> no, um, on the, the way that we were headed on the trail, there's like no roads going that way for like 70 miles. Yeah, we could have like walked back. You, if you knew which direction you were facing, yeah. yes. At what point, at any point in that trail, did we know which direction we were facing? We had our freaking compass and phones and stuff. It's true. Could have figured it out. So, if you ate me on the Sipsy Wilderness Trail... Don't say it like that. (laughs) Probably just because you like eating people, (laughs) if we're being honest. Um, Alright, so there's a... Mario... M-A-U-R-O. I don't know how you say that. M-A-U-R-O. Maru. Maru. Prosperi. Uh, he was an Italian police officer. Fancy. Um, so basically, he ran a race in the Sahara Desert. It's like a 30 mile race. It sounds like Hidalgo. And um, <laughs> he got lost because <laughs> there's a sandstorm. And uh, basically, he was out there for like three months. Um. Oh, he tried to kill himself with his pen, but since the air was so dry, it clotted. He tried to slit his wrist, and he couldn't do it, so he had to keep on living. Um, yeah, for nine days, he walked through the desert, ate insects and reptiles. Finally, he was found in a small village. Um, then he was flown to the hospital. He traveled 180 miles. In nine days? Uh, yeah. That's 20 miles a day. Yeah. So was, and we were we're pissing out after five for like five ten miles, ten elk 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 river man ten that was ten miles we were we were done we were limping way we were we were limping back he lost thirty five pounds in body weight in nine days yeah there there's your key right he there he only weighed like one hundred and fifty pounds to start with there's your key yeah and that's what I need to do that's how that's my weight loss plan just drop me off in the middle of nowhere with no food and then by the time I get back I'll be skinny. <laughs> and, and then you'll be eating a lot because your habits haven't changed and gained all back real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Except do it on a regular basis. Just like every other week I get dropped off in the middle of nowhere. You gotta lose all that stuff you just came back. Um, but here's the thing. He's an enthusiastic runner and he returned and ran the whole race again in 2012. Congratulations yeah. to him. So, why do you think you can kick his ass? 
For one thing, he only weighed probably 150 pounds, so come on. Weight really has nothing to do with it. It 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 does to a point, but um. Oh, it does. Why have something do, to do with it? Why? Whatever. I mean, shut up, man. I've seen some small boys take down some big dudes. Well, that's like okay. Well, like maybe if like they're just a bunch of stupid kids. But I'm talking about. There's a reason weight classes are a thing. Yes. Yeah, it's not like. Come on. I suspect. That like like Bruce Lee, like come on, he he was he knew a lot of martial arts, but Bruce no. Lee could have taken down. He weighed like 110 pounds. He could have taken down. Boy. He was so little. People four times his size. Okay, you know I don't think so. I think so. I, I Just mean, like Chuck Norris, he could get lucky and like kick somebody in the face and knock him out. I guess, but like. You know, he's like one inch punch to lord people. Oh, that's bullshit. That's <laughs> bullshit. There's no recorded evidence of yes, him being is. in an actual fight ever. Do you know that? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I mean... Chuck there, Norris, on the other hand. Is there a Chuck Norris? I've never looked into it. I, I know he's a martial arts expert. I think in real life, Chuck Norris could have killed Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you just shoot him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, in like a fist fight. I don't know. He had like Not 50 only pounds martial on. arts, so he had like fifty pounds on. And red hair. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just saying, like, man, you look at the UFC today. Conor McGregor. Not a lot of Asian people. Conor McGregor all the way. Conor McGregor. All the way. He is so He's a monster. He's crazy. He, I mean, he's not like the best one. He's a literal monster. But he's just nuts. He's fun to watch. He's um, savage. He he literally has like Barbarian Viking He's savage like side. Irish, and as an Irish person, I I appreciate that. You're not an Irish person. Yes, I am. No, you're not. You were born in America. Well, that is true, but... All right. Probably Missouri. My descendants came from Ireland. So does that mean I'm Lebanese? Yeah. Yeah, sure. If you want to say so. From the deserts? Yeah. I can see it. Actually, I, I, I did grow up in a desert, so... Yeah, see? It's yeah. hot. My family. There is a bunch of potato farmers. That brings back uh that brings something to mind. There is a trail that I want to go on um in California, but I only know it from my memory. It's like not on anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's this like trail that like starts in the Mojave Desert right outside of Apple Valley and it goes from Bell Mountain, probably goes for twelve miles across the desert to these mountains and there's this little windy kind of like goat pathy thing they're basically desert goats and they have this little path that you walk up and it goes inside this mountain and you go up a long ways and then you end up on this bank inside the mountain there's like this beach bank and water falls from like like a hole at the ceiling of the cave whatever and then just falls and forms a little river that goes out through the side of the mountain it's pretty cool that does sound cool. Me and my stepdad had, or my stepdad took me there for lunch one day when I was like eight. And it was awesome. Oh, cool. Probably couldn't go back there. I day. feel like hippies went there and did a lot of drugs in the sixties. Uh, I went back once and there was just a bunch of graffiti everywhere. I, I couldn't find the cave exactly. Uh, but there was a bunch of graffiti around the area, so I'm gonna assume they found it. Dude, that, that's why I want to move out west. <laughs> no, west is horrible. 
Yeah. I, I love all the mountains, but I hate all the people. No, I don't want to Utah would be Yeah, I don't want to move to cool. California. I just mean like... Utah or Oregon, Sierra Nevadas would be cool. I think Utah is my state. I always said that, like, I, I want to move to Utah. It's pretty. It's got desert. It's got mountains. It's got forests. It's got forests. It's got Mormons. Love Mormons. I don't even know what a Mormon is. They're my favorite cult. They're right up there. Weren't they started by some guy named John? Uh, Joseph. Joseph Smith, I think. Uh, John Smith. John Smith, maybe. Uh, I know that from an Upchurch song. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> where he talks about, no Americans are good, John Smith, me. <laughs> Wait, I, but why right. are we bashing on Mormons? <laughs> I don't know, I love Mormons, they're awesome. Literally, why are we using this podcast to they bash just, on people's religions? They just it's sit horrible. there and don't bother. You're bashing. I'm saying they're awesome. I mean, they don't pull me into this. <laughs> they're they're awesome. They're they don't hurt anybody. They, you know, have lots of lives, which is awesome. <laughs> That's not even true. Not anymore. If you go like Mexico and do that, can you legally not have more than one wife here? Uh, no, nope, not yet. But you can have a wife and a girlfriend. Well, why even have a wife? Just have a bunch of girlfriends. Why even get married? I don't plan to. Like, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Why Why is the government involved in marriage anyways? Oh, no, That's you, some bullshit. You know what doesn't make sense? Mm-hmm. When you first meet somebody, it's not a good idea to flash money at them to impress them. But at the point you get married, people buy $7,000 wedding rings to impress them. Yeah. Tell I me think, that. Tell me that. Make that does not make sense. Well, any sense at all? It kind of makes sense because think about not, it. You're how, going on a date with someone. It's not a good idea to tip the waiter. You know, fucking two hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. First of all, I disagree. It depends on the girl. What? There's no way. What do you mean? There's no way. There's no way. It depends. No. There are definitely girls that just want you for your money. Yes, there are, but those shouldn't be the ones you're dating. Yeah, but if you have a lot of money. And it's hard to hide the fact that you have a lot of money. It's easy to hide the fact that you have a lot of money. Well, it depends on who you are. Like, some people... Like, you know, like, like if I got rich tomorrow, I could hide it because I just wouldn't tell anybody. Exactly. Know? Same with me. I just keep buying 10,000 other cars. Not everybody's like that. Like, some people make a lot of money and then they spend a lot of money. And it's like, oh. You know what I mean? It's like too late. Like, everyone already knows you have money. Or, like, let's say you're, like, the CEO of some company. Obviously, you have a lot of money. You can't not have a lot of money. You know what I mean? <laughs> You just say you donate it all. Yeah, I guess you could, but you have... Lost it all in gambling, sorry. But you still have a lot of money, even if you gave it all away, because you have potential to earn a lot of money. Mm, I um, guess. But anyways, yeah, no, there's definitely girls that are into that. Oh, definitely. But yeah. Gold the, diggers. The ring thing is because it's not. See, that's ridiculous. It's not me. how. It's not about how much the ring costs. It's about how much the sacrifice is for the guy. So like, a, money a seven, is not a sacrifice. A seven thousand. Oh, what do you mean it's not a sacrifice? Yeah. If I only have two hundred dollars and I spend one hundred ninety dollars on a ring, that's a freaking big sacrifice. That's a huge sacrifice. If you're a billionaire, you can always make more money though. That's the thing. If you're a billionaire and you sacrifice. A thousand dollars on a ring? That's not a big sacrifice. That doesn't mean shit. You spend a thousand dollars just going to a restaurant. 
Yeah, the most expensive steakhouse I've ever been to was a $600 a person place. Right. Yeah, no, I, well, that's what it means, I guess. You don't see poor people buying $7,000 rings. I would never spend $7,000. Okay, well, one of my coworkers, okay, we'll say his name is Bob. It's not his real name, but that's his name for this. Okay. All right. He's getting married, mm-hmm. and he works at the same place I do, making, you know, $15 an hour. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and he's buying a house right now, moving to Georgia, and decides to buy a $7,000 wedding ring. So, I'm just saying, like, $7,000 on a freaking ring? Man, make that shit yourself. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's kind of ridiculous. You know, think about it. Like... I'll go a thousand, even two thousand. That's fine. But once it gets above two thousand dollars, no matter how much money you make, I mean, I just see that as completely ridiculous for just a ring. I don't that, think. Yeah, you, know, you don't need a ring for that matter. You don't need a piece of paper signifying that you. I don't think I would someone. spend two thousand dollars either. That'd be like my cap, and I'm not cheap. Well, so at one point in my life, I was looking to buy an engagement ring, and. Uh, I had a hard time spending more than $200. Did you? Yeah. So Who was that for? Who do you freaking think? Really? I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about that on here. But Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I was thinking about it, but I was like, even then, I'm like, I've been to $1,000. Well, I didn't have a whole lot of money. I like, I had enough to buy a $1,000 ring, but I was like, that's too big a hit. Like, I don't want, it seems like, it's a dumb. Why would you want to spend that much? I can't tell the difference between a hundred dollar ring and a ten thousand dollar ring. It looks the same to me. But I don't know. Maybe just some girls it would. It's not know. about what it looks like. It's about what, how much it's worth. Exactly. That's it. It's all about the value. Well, it's also and how much it's worth in proportion no, to what you have. It's literally about the value. It's literally all it is. I, I guess. Sure. And I, I find that very vain. And very selfish. For some girls, yeah, that is. But I think for most girls, it's about how, how, like. Yeah. If it, I go it, out, it depends on how much money you have. It depends on how much money you have. It depends on how much time you put into it. All right. If I go get a second job and I work eighty hours a week at that second, forty hours a week at that second job. Let's be realistic. And I work that job for six months. Working, you know, an extra 40 hours a week on top of my 45 just to buy you a ring. Well, that's, I'm not looking at that as the money investment. I'm looking at that, at that as the time investment because that's, that's a lot of freaking time. That's an extra 40 hours a week that I'm putting all that effort and money towards just the ring. So at that point, it's not the vet. It, it's not the money that I'm looking for. It's just. So you're putting time to buying your ring time. instead of. Spending time with her? Wow, you must not like it. I would much rather, you know, I'd much rather go out and carve some pendant out of a cool piece of wood in the forest and spend, you know, 20, 30 hours doing that. Doing what? Carving that pendant out of some piece of wood I found in the forest. I'm a damn good carver. Yeah, but as opposed to what? Spending $7,000 on a wedding ring. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, I didn't know what you were talking about for a second. Um, all right. Well, that was interesting. So, um, Jose Salvador. Yeah, let's get back on topic. Alvarenga. Alvarengo. Alvarenga. 
I'm going to go with that. Okay. Uh, fisherman spent 13 months adrift at sea. Good God. Uh, first person in recorded history to survive more than a year at sea on a small boat. Um, that would suck. So, how, how do you get water? So... It must have rained a lot. Rain and drinking turtle blood. Yeah. Um... There must have been a lot of turtles around. So it started yeah, out... This is like the forest reimagined. So starting, <laughs> so starting out, there was two of them. And the other guy, it was his first day on the job. They were fishermen. <laughs> and he died after three months. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, this guy must have had like the willpower. What's crazy like is... Like a whale. He So there's like a storm and it knocked out like his radio and stuff. He tried calling for his boss. Because he worked for like this fishing company. So he wasn't in a rowboat? Uh, no, but the motor didn't work after the storm. Still a bigger boat. Yeah, yeah. He probably had a good, good amount of supplies. They had only, no, they had only planned to be out for like 30 hours. So they had like barely any supplies. That 30 hours turned into? A year. More than a year. And, um, yeah. no, okay, so here's the thing. His boss sent out a searching crew. Not only searched for like a day. Like, ah, screw it, he's dead. <laughs> then he came back 13 months later and was like, I'm back, bitches. Yeah, yeah, he's like halfway across the ocean. Freaking nuts. All right, all right, this is the last one. Okay. Ricky Meagy. Weird names on this, man. There's no, like, true blue-blooded Americans. America was only like 150 years so old. First guy. What was that first guy's name? At the time. Aaron? Aaron Ralston? Okay, I'll say he's American. Ralston, I believe, is Italian. Yeah, but he was American. Um, okay, so this guy is driving through the Australian outback, and this is in 2006. Um, picked up a group of hitchhikers. <laughs> next thing he knows, next thing he remembers... Woke up in a shallow grave, naked, in the middle of the Australian outback. That's why you don't pick up hitchhikers. Okay, he was out there for 71 days with nothing. Uh, in the most poisonous continent on the planet. Yeah. Like, where everything wants to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> um, he probably didn't have any knowledge of the local area about what to eat. He had lost more than 100 pounds. Let me fly you to the Australian Outback and leave you there for three months. Yeah, weigh 145. That's a healthy weight. So. For you. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'd probably be a little thin. It's a little thin. That's a healthy weight for me. I mean, that's just a little bit under where I was when I was running, so. That's a really healthy weight for me. Uh, yeah. I'm I need to be at like 120, 130. Um, Think about how miserable he was, though. Yeah, it doesn't really give... A lot of info. Yeah, it doesn't give a lot of info. Um, it says he constructed a humpy, what I guess is a basic shelter. That's what they call a basic shelter in Australia. A humpy? I'm making a humpy over here with my sleeping light in it. So That's not a humpy. This is a humpy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we go out in the woods and build a humpy? You want to do what? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna go humping with you. <laughs> okay. He lived off eating frogs, leeches, snakes, and drinking his own urine. So that's good. 
Drinking year and year and only makes you more dehydrated. At night, he barricaded his shelter with rocks to prevent dingoes from trying to eat him as he slept. So. I wonder where he found all the rocks. Yeah. Eventually, uh, workers on a remote cattle ranch stumbled upon Miggy. And I call bullshit on this guy. You call him bullshit? Yeah. Well, interestingly. I'm um, calling bullshit on this guy. What exactly happened remained, uh, happens, what exactly happened to him remains a mystery. Authorities originally expressed skepticism about his story. I'm just thinking, if he barricaded his shelter with rocks, there ain't a lot of rocks in the outback. He claimed the hitchhikers likely drugged him. And his vehicle was never found. There's probably a lot of rocks, dude. You I don't know where he was. If you've watched a lot of movies that take place in Australia, you don't see a lot of rocks. Yeah, but the Australian Outback's freaking a big place. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's... He may have just happened to be in a spot with a lot of rocks. I don't know. That's like... Huge. That's like the whole western part of the United States. Gigantic. Mm, I think Australia is the size of like three Texases. Mm. It's basically twice the size of Alaska, I think. Okay, Google. How many square miles is Australia? If you actually listen and clear till the end, God bless you. We are just learning. <laughs> you just sneezed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we're, we're learning. We're figuring out. We Neither one of us really have any Yeah, this experience. is my very first time talking into a mic, period. Yeah. Except I mean, for high school choir, I guess. Right. Yeah. I mean, basically, I, I've, uh, I've been a guest spot on a few radio programs, but... That's Outside cool. That. You never told me that. Yeah. Yeah, when I was in high school, I, I got to um, talk on the radio a lot for like sports, sports-related stuff. Um, like on the local radio? Yeah, on the local local radio. Would uh, you just go to the radio station? and? So they had like a weekly spot where they would um, talk high school sports on the station, and I got to do that like four or five times. Cool. So, which is fun. Um but yeah, so we're just learning. Like, I've basically been trying to figure out how to be a podcast producer and video editor in the last few weeks. Um, still trying to figure that out. Um, so we have more to come. Right now, we have an Instagram that we try to post on every day. Called Fat it, Guys Hike. Fat Guys. Well, it, it's called Fat Guys Hike. The actual handle is Fat underscore Guys underscore Hikes. So that's where it's at. Um, all the photos we have on there are photos that we actually take. Yeah. Um, which, you know, there's some photos that are really good. You know, I gotta be honest, sometimes we're reaching a little bit. <laughs> but uh, we're, it's, it'll get better as time goes on, no doubt. Um, we also am... I, I want to do a YouTube channel, and that will include clips from our podcast and make probably some other stuff, too. Um, that's not up and going quite yet, so... I'm not going to try and tell you where to go for that because there's nothing there. No, that'll be down the road maybe a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that's probably Once we get this whole Instagram handle thing going on it and we're good to go, then we'll start branching out into YouTube because on YouTube we have to be careful about, like, you know, stuff. Well, we got to worry about, like, copyright and yeah, different stuff. Um, but, yeah, I... 
we'll figure that out. It, it'll come. Um, and then eventually I want to do a website. I want to chronicleize, give people a place to go to get a more in-depth review. I think it's it'll be I think it'll be easier to do a website than it will to do YouTube. Yeah, well, I mean, we definitely need to be as in as many places as we can be. Um, Instagram. So right now it's YouTube, just Instagram. Yeah, yeah right, right now, now it's just Instagram. Instagram. I don't think there's a need for a Twitter page. What the freak even has Twitter? Yeah, what is it? This is where people go to yell about their politics. That's it. It's, uh, yeah, and I thought about doing a Facebook page too. I'm like, nah. I mean, I could. I don't even like Facebook anyway. I mean, I guess Facebook and Instagram is integrated together. Yeah, because Facebook owns Instagram. If at some point we want to do like a community Facebook page, if we ever have a community. Um, we could do that, I guess. Hey, we have 14 followers right now. Well, thanks thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, those of you who listened. Those of you who didn't, that's fine. Thank I you for clicking. Give us the like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, like and subscribe. Uh, you might see some pictures you like. Who knows? You may find a new hobby in hiking on trails that a lot of people don't hike on. If you want to support us, just share it. Just tell your friends. Just share it. Just share it. That's, that's all, Tell your that's friends, all no, don, no, no donations needed. We don't need any money. We don't deserve money at this point. So nope. Just, just share it around. It'll help us out. All right. Thank you. Have a good goodbye. From up here, the world seems small. We can sit together. It's so beautiful. You and me, we meant to be in the great outdoors, forever free.